Hey, welcome in everybody the Week 10 episode of the South Lot Football Guys. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. With me, as always, Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek. How we doing, guys? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, ready for uh, another week of uh, NFL action here. Um, going to uh, recap Week 9 for you guys uh, before we dive into Week 10. But before we get into all that, uh, why don't we... Uh, yeah, I got a quick update from the news. Alright, this week in the news, uh, you know, not a lot of bad injuries this week. Um Christian McCaffrey, he banged up his shoulder. Um I know a lot of people weren't aware about that even after the game happened, but um he's a little dinged up. Uh David Montgomery and David Johnson both got concussions. Uh, monitoring that probably would be week to week. Um, Kyle Allen dislocated his ankle. Uh, pretty Ooh, horrible, horrible injury. injury. My leg. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Good timing. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one was bad. Uh, but they they got they got quarterbacks there in uh, Washington, and that, that team's gonna keep on rolling. Um, and then in in off field news, uh, Melvin Gort Mel, Melvin Gordon's court date is gonna be this Friday. So uh, he pulled a. Uh, Tony Larusa, and he's gonna see how guilty he is. <laughs> um, what, I, what I've been hearing about that one is that the, they might just go in. Melvin Gordon might not even go in there, but his lawyer might just ask for a continuance and try to push this back, like till it off gets season. the off season. Yeah. So he's we'll, we'll see if there's a some point. But. He will get a suspension at some point, but it just depends on when. Like if I get a DUI, can I do that? Can I be like? I'm not ready yet. Yeah, just keep pushing it back. <laughs> you know what? After Thanksgiving. I ain't know. feeling this right now. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> so let's, let's take another look at this in about a month. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the news, guys. Why don't we uh, take a quick look then at how we did last week. And uh, a little spoiler. It wasn't great. Uh, so, Dios mio. Yeah, Dios mio. Adam, uh... Well, uh, you know, we'll start on a bright note. Ravens minus two and a half. Nice bounce back game for them. Yeah, yeah. They Phil uh, Rivers tripping, and then like getting hurtled on that that fumble return touchdown was good, was good for the laughs because we needed it this week. <laughs> it was Bears fans. That highlight like epitomizes the last like three years of his career. Yeah. Just like <laughs> stumbling all over the field, like really uncoordinated, you know like yeah. yeah. He fell down there, but he's a stand-up father. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, potent. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, <Never miss. laughs> Robbie, you got a Steelers minus thirteen. So and a half. I missed. Not even close. Uh, that was just a. Who saw that one coming? No, not nobody. Us. No, uh, no one. I mean, uh, yeah, Gilbert's. Hey, he he looked pretty solid. Uh, yeah, Steelers just. Did not show up to play. Jim Nance was like a... so ready for that. He was trying to tell a story that whole last drive. Oh, like, yeah. This, this is dad. This is what you've always been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Kid about... who grew up in Texas, <laughs> leading the Cowboys. There was like the, the Cal Stanford like band on the yeah. field game was brought up for some reason. Yeah, it was. They're getting real nostalgic. They about, were. About they a were. team that's doing two and six or whatever the uh, hell they are. In the time they put Tony two. Romo and Jerry World, you know, it's just. Emotional. It's Dad's coming back for the ch- Ravens. You know, you know, Tony probably wishes he can get out there one more last time. <laughs> I guess like somebody asked Romo, like, "Ah, oh, why don't you go back to the Cowboys?" He's like, "Ah, I need nine months." But like, he put a number on it. Like, well, this is how many months I would need to do it. It's like, all right. So you've thought about it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Steelers minus thirteen and a half. They just, uh, I don't know. Cowboys stayed with them. Uh, defense held its own, and yeah, uh, it was kind of a weird game, but. Uh, I had uh, Texans minus seven, uh, and that oh, was not missed. good. Yeah, that was real bad. It was almost almost good. Jake Luton just did enough, and yeah, the Texans That's are. What you get for going against Texans your will Jaguars. keep let you let you in the game. Yeah. Let you stay in the game. that was a bad beat though, because the Texans were up eight with like a minute twenty, and Jacksonville didn't have a timeout, and the defense just could not keep them out of the end zone. Yeah, so that was that was a that bad was a one. real bad beat. That was a tough one, but. Uh, Yep, at any rate, and then uh, for our podcast parlay, we did uh, Patriots minus seven. Oh, so I missed Yeah, that was another weird garbage one. Garbage performance. Yeah. Should have lost it. Uh, Ravens minus two and a half. And Steelers minus 13. So I missed Yeah, not, not great, not great. Uh, but, you know, 
we came back. We're we're still here. We're not running from it. Overall in the year, we're down uh, about two units, so uh, it's not the end of the world, and uh, we're, we're looking to make it back here. Uh, with that, guys, why don't we get into our Week 10 preview then. Um, our first game up on the docket is Colts heading to Tennessee uh, to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans are two-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 49. Um, guys, I... I don't know. This is a this is a tough one just because it's a division matchup. Both these teams are fighting for playoff spots, so it should be a tightly contested game. Um, but I I don't know. I watched the Ravens pretty much just roll over this Colts team last week. Titans are uh, you know they've got a pretty good offense. Um, defense is not that strong, but the Bears made them look uh, pretty damn good last week. Um, so, and you know, Colts are kind of the inverse, uh, so it's kind of strength against strength, weakness against weakness in this game. I just think the Titans offense is a little bit better than the Colts defense is. And, uh, you know, I, I anticipate this to be a full, uh, a very close game. Um, I think if this were up to three points, I'd probably take the Colts, uh, but at minus two, I'm going to lean Titans at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts here, actually. Uh, you know, looking back at the last couple of weeks, you know, and I think, the, I mean, even last week, the Colts, up until that fumble for the touchdown, uh, you know, they were in control of that game. I think that their offense, they're going to be able to dictate uh, tempo up front, be able to run the ball at will on the Titans. And I, I think their defense is good enough to keep this Titans offense at bay. The um, pretty similar defense to the Bears I think and you know the Titans re really weren't able to move the ball at all on the Bears defense last week and you know Phillip Rivers I mean he was looking pretty good up until last week but um I I, I just think that they have enough through the ground game to uh win win against this Titans um so yeah I'm, I'm taking them I'm taking a money line yeah I'm right there with you um I mean it like you said, Evan, before, this is a divisional game and should be a close one, so this is probably one I'm going to stay off. But I would t lean on the side of the Colts, and, I mean, if you're feeling up to money line too, might as well with this point spread, and if you want to get a little extra juice juice there. Um, but I, I completely agree that the, the the I'm getting throttled by the Ravens. Uh, the the scoreline was a little bit worse than how the Colts actually played. They they were competing for a while and you know, Philip Rivers, this is just a not a, that was not a good matchup for him. The Titans defense should not get nearly quite as much pressure on him as the Ravens did and um you know, that offense should be just fine against the Titans. So, I'm expecting a close one. Uh, I'll lean with the Colts to I, I think they could take this one here, um, but, yeah, not touching it. How do we feel about that over-under at 49? Under. thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think I'm thinking under, too, just division game, probably a little game's played a little closer Thursday. to the chest, more conservative. Yeah, that seems high, but I, I don't think I'm going to take it. I think that could be pretty fair. I mean, you, you, you've seen Titans be able to run up the score in, in division, too. Um, this year, um, just and I could see the Colts being able to compete with them. You know, Colts can run up the score too against bad defenses, so um, it could go over. I, I I would lean under, but yeah, I'm not touching that either. All right, well, uh, recap: I'm on the Titans. Adam and Robbie like the Colts in this one. Adam likes a money line. Um, so with that, uh, let's go on to game two here. We've got the Houston Texans coming off a victory against the Jaguars. Uh, they head to Cleveland to take on the Browns, who are fresh off a bye. Browns are three-point favorites with the over-under in this one set at 53. Uh, Adam, I'll start with you. What do you think about this one? I really like the Browns here. Um, it, you know, I think getting Chubb back is going to really help this offense. I know they lost recently lost uh, – Odell Beckham, but, you know, I feel like he's a lot more replaceable than a guy like Nick Chubb, and, you know, Kareem Hunt definitely works better as that change of pace back, uh, receiving back, and I th I think they're going to be full go on offense against this Texans defense. They, I mean, we saw last week, could barely stop the Jags. Um, Browns are going to dominate on both sides of the line. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I expect this one. Uh, Browns, you know, minus three. They, they should clear that number with ease. Good matchup for them. I'm going to go the, go the other way. I'm going to go on the Texans here. Um, I know if they, they kind of blew it at the end there, but they, they should have been able to take care of business against the Jags. All, all intensive purposes for, for me, um, you know, they, they did cover that. It just real bad beat at the end. Um, so I, I'm not too concerned about them in general. Um, I, I do think Chubb that would help with the Browns a little bit coming back, especially since the Texans, uh, they do get beat on the ground pretty, pretty well. Um, but, uh, I, this ever since the firing of Bill O'Brien, this has been a competitive team and this offense has been looking a lot better. So I, I compete, I, I, I would expect it to be competitive, but, um, I do see a world where the Browns could take over. So I'm not touching this, but I will lean the Texans here. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna go with Adam. I think you guys make good points on this one, but um, Adam, I think you hit the nail on the head here. The line play uh, should dictate what happens in this one, and I expect the Browns to just get shredded at the line of scrimmage. Um, on both sides of the or yeah, sorry, the Texans to get shredded uh, at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Garrett and Miles Garrett coming off a week of rest. You know, he should be full bore ready to go. Um, causing problems uh, for that Texans O-line. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, in terms of what the Browns are going to be able to do on offense, I think it's like you said, uh, you know, I expect a heavy dose of the run game. Uh, Baker will work play action off of that. But uh, I just think they're going to be able to control the clock and, uh, you know, really be the more physical team in this one and uh, take it to the Texans in this one. I don't I don't necessarily think this one will be close. Uh, I like the Browns. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Washington football team heading into Detroit to take on the Lions, where the Lions are four-point favorites at home with an over-under set at 45.5 on this one. Robbie, what are your thoughts? You know, the, for me, the, the Lions, um, they're completely two different offenses, one with Kenny G and one without Kenny G, and they look so much better with Kenny G, so... Um, I, I'm leaning on the Lions side here. I, I don't want to touch it. I'd be more confident with them if uh, Kenny Galladay is confirmed playing on Sunday. But um, it's up in the air. It's It might not happen. But uh, I'm not looking too much into the Lions' uh, last performance last week against the divisional rival, the Vikings. Um, they, they've still been looking pretty good, and this, this team... I'm not super confident in them at this point in time, um, especially Lions at home, four points. Uh, I, I'll take the Lions on this side. Um, I, I don't feel great about this one. Yeah, I'm going to lean team here. Uh, I just think Washington is going to be able to keep this game relatively close. That Lions offense, is, like you said, Robbie, without Kenny Galladay, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're not really uh, storming away from anybody and running up the score on teams right now. Uh, it's more of a kind of short passing game and, uh, you know, really, you know, leaning on those running backs right now. Um, I, I just think the, uh, I just think Washington's going to be able to keep this one closer. Defense will keep minute. Alex Smith likely to start, uh, for the team after that, uh, tough Kyle Allen injury that Adam mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, I, I'm leaning team here. I just think that defense is too good, and, and Detroit's shown me nothing on offense in the last few weeks to to say that they can run up the score, so I'll take a plus four. Yeah, I agree. I, I think four points is a lot here I, I for the Lions that, you know, unimpressive. Their, their offense has been pretty weird. It seems like they get all their points in, you know, quick spurts, but really are, you know, nowhere for good good portions of these games, and uh you know, maybe they could get a hot here and, you know, win by a touchdown or more. Um, I can easily see that happening. But I think, you know, the team's defense is, is pretty quality. And, you know, I think Alex Smith is not going to make some of the mistakes that uh, other team quarterbacks has made this year and keep them in the game. And that's why, you know, I'm going to, you know, take the four points and roll with them. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading up to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers, where the Pack are 14-point favorites at home. Over-under in this one is at 52.5. 
Uh, I'm leaning Packers here. I know uh, Jags were able to keep it close Lex, last week against the uh, Texans in a division matchup, but uh, I, th- I think the Packers are going to overpower them here. These are two teams uh, that, you know, on paper don't even belong in the in the same league, it seems. Uh, I would anticipate that Aaron Rodgers will, will shred the secondary of the Jaguars. Um, you know, it's, it's and it's going to be tough for... It uh, looks like Luton to get another start. It'll be tough for him to uh, keep up here with this Packers offense. So I know 14's a lot, but uh, I don't expect this one to be close. We've seen in the past, too, where the Packers just kind of jump out to really early leads and the game's over before, you know, 10 minutes into the second quarter. So uh, I think we could be looking at a similar situation here. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, this, this just screams like one of those games where the Packers just pound it down. Uh, it's inferior teams throughout and 14 points is a lot and you know so it, it's it's a little worrisome maybe 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 i'll make that one a confident you know i think i think i'm gonna make this one of my confident picks i didn't have it before but i, I think maybe <laughs> mentally i'm a little uh shook from that steelers <laughs> game this past week but no Packers should absolutely run over this jaguars team i mean they they showed some life obviously in against the Texans, but um, I I think the Packers are a whole different animal that is going to be tough for them to face up against. Yeah, I mean I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm very confident with the Packers minus fourteen. Um, I mean I could see a letdown game, but you know with the long week or longer week playing on Thursday last week um, against a team that. You know, Jake Luton looked pretty good, but Packers' defense is way better than Texans. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Pack all day. Um, Aaron Rodgers, should, I mean, they're getting healthy, too, with Packers' offense. Uh, I think Alan Zard is going to play uh, this week. And, you know, they should have no problem moving the ball either, you know, on the ground or through the air against this Jags D. And, you know, they, I, I just don't think that the Jags' offense can keep up enough points to cover this line. So, yeah, give me the Pack all day here. All right, well, we're all in the pack. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us expect this game to be uh, relatively close. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, the Jags can surprise everybody and uh, come up with another close game here. All right, next up, it's an NFC East matchup. It's the Philadelphia Eagles heading into uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the Giants, uh, where the Giants are three-point dogs at home. And the over-under in this one set at 44 and a half. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Flipping on this one, guys. Oh, oh okay. Going to the Giants. Uh, I didn't feel great about this game. Probably not going to bet it, but this Giants team has really shown me a lot the last, you know, almost four or five weeks of just playing consistent, close football against, you know, teams that are that are clearly better than them. But, um, you know, they're, they're showing a lot of spirit, um, playing hard and, this Eagles team is is has not impressed me thus far. I know they're the division leaders, um, but I think the giant the Giants team's gonna be motivated to come in there and uh, you know, prove that they're still they're still in this race and um you know I, I just think that getting three points in a division game at home in this division is uh the better bet than betting on that Eagles team. Yeah, I um I definitely hear what you're saying here. Um, I've been on the Giants the last few weeks, and, and they've, uh, you know, they've covered, uh, quite frankly, all these spreads as of late, uh, because they're not really getting a lot of respect from Vegas. Uh, but you know, they're they're a better team on tape than I think they are on paper. Uh, and, you know, not the sexiest lineup out there. That said, though, I am gonna lean Eagles here. I don't think this is a game I wind up betting personally. I think uh, you know the Eagles are starting to get healthy, and uh, they're coming off the bye, uh, so that extra week to prepare uh, and and you know get the uh, get the team ready, I think will make a difference in this one. Should be a relatively close game, but I just think the Eagles are able to pull away with a little bit more firepower. Um, so I'll take the Eagles uh, minus three on the road here. I love the Eagles this week, and uh, I mean this was. Close to being my lock of the week, but uh, I'm going different way for the lock. But I, I still really love the Eagles this week. Um, they're going to be Miles Sanders back this week. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, which actually I don't really care about Alshon. I don't know about you guys, but because <laughs> um, Fulgham has been doing really well, and Jalen Rieger 
Um, he's he's played his first game uh, two weeks ago, um, so he he might be a guy that's um, coming up there. Um, it, and Goddard coming back, you know, that's a lot more targets for this offense. Um, and I don't know if I, I forgot to mention this or not, but Lane Johnson has a chance to come back, um, which would be a huge boost at their offensive line. But, um, I mean, this is a big game for the division. And right now, uh, Eagles, they, they're going to need to win this if they want to push for that uh, coveted <laughs> NFC East <laughs> do they need title. To? <laughs> they they, they, they lose probably do. Four or five games. Nah, <laughs> in division, they're, they're going to need to win this. Um, I, I know this is a big one that they're coming out of the bye for. Uh, Doug Peterson, you know, I, I trust NFL him NFL hype man more. Robbie Larson here. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm hyping the Eagles. They are getting I've been they, fading them like all year. They're getting healthier like, coming out of the bye. I, this game I, I, on national I TV trying to drive up the yes. ratings here. Oh Someone my God, send Troy Aikman to this game. Giants <laughs> have been playing well. You know, Suffer through it. These are two of the best teams in the NFL. <laughs> as long as Troy Aikman, isn't this Sunday night? <laughs> as long as Troy Aikman doesn't have to call any more Bears games. He got pretty upset last time he had to watch that Matt Nagy offense. But, uh, <laughs> Not the only one. You did not like that. I, I I don't know, Robbie. I, I disagree with you here. I don't think either of these teams needs this game necessarily. Uh, that that division's such a shit show right now. Uh, that you know each team can just kind of hang around. Really? You don't think so? I don't think so. No, there's, I, there's I still time. Is, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of time left in the season, but this is this is a key game. I think Eagles, if they lose this game, in this. they'll still be in first place. They need this game. <laughs> they need this game. I don't care what you say. This is this is a this is an important game for the Eagles to win. I I I'm still I'm I'm loving the Eagles. So the only Eagles. only three points yet because they need all day. <laughs> They're gonna come out motivated. Hey, the Cowboys needed it last week and they almost pulled up. They, they almost they almost did. did. <laughs> NFC's hype man. Oh man. It's it's a fun division to talk hey, about. Know, I'm good with the the bad East Coast hey. team, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so me and Robbie on the Eagles here this week. Adams on the Giants. Um, next game up, it's an NFC South matchup where the Carolina Panthers are going to play host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Panthers are six point underdogs at home in this one, with an over under set at fifty and a half right now. Um, you know, another team I've been on, and I was on them last week, and they kept the game close against the Chiefs and covered. I'm going to stick with the Panthers here. Panthers have been, you know, they're they're like the Giants. Um, every week, you know, they're they're not getting enough love from Vegas, and uh, I think I think people, I think maybe the the less informed fan goes out there and they think this Panthers team is like a five and eleven team when they're more like an eight and eight team. Um and it's a and it's a big difference and shows on the field and they're able to keep these games close. Um I I like the Panthers here. I think uh they'll be able to keep the game relatively close in a division matchup that they need. Um meanwhile the Bucks are coming off of just an absolute ass whooping uh, uh that they received from the Saints in their last game. Uh, you know, you could say that the Bucks are going to come back motivated after that, but uh, I think you know it uh, it exposed a lot of weaknesses for that Bucks team. So um, six points just seems like a lot in this one to me. I, I still think the Bucks are probably able to pull off a W here, but uh, I expect a way closer game than the six point spread uh, indicates. Yeah, this is a tough line for me because I I feel like it should be a closer spread. Um, in fate, uh, it should be maybe I don't know four points or three points um, instead of six, um, because uh, especially the Panthers they they're just about to win that game against Kansas City, um, and but this uh, field goal at the end they couldn't pull it off unfortunately for them. But I I feel like that would have if anything given them a little more respect. But I I think I'm gonna still take the. Buccaneers on this one um you know I I'm not thinking too much about uh Saints Bucks game you know I think maybe uh Jameis was giving their playbook over to the Saints you know so they they knew what was coming (laughs) you know Jameis is hey he was good for something right he ate that W he he ate that that was awesome (laughs) um I I think the Buccaneers are gonna have a bounce back game here they're Strong defense still. Um, 
And, you know, this offense, I th- think, can be able to run over this Panthers defense. Um, with McCaffrey out, I think that, well, it likely out. I, I think I've heard I've heard various things about McCaffrey. I don't know about you guys from like day to day to out for like four weeks. So I don't know. Being Tuesday right now for us, it's kind of tough to know exactly what's going on with that since we haven't heard much. But um, I'm not really expecting McCaffrey to play right now, but and which would be a little uh, hurt hurting for the Panthers because you know Mike Davis, you you saw a little wear and tear going on for him as it was getting a little later. So um, I I like the Bucks minus six. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, last week I gave the Bucks a lot of credit, as did you know a lot of people in America going into that game, and you know they that was about as bad as you can look. And uh, I mean, you saw you saw pretty much the worst that that team's going to be. Uh, I, I just expect them to come out with, you know, they're 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 still a good team. I mean, they I think we we all agree here that they're a better team than the Panthers. Um, I I just expect them to be on a mission. Um, you know, you don't want to be the team after Tom Brady gets embarrassed, you know, they, they usually writes the ship, um, you know, zigs the zag and, uh, bounces back in a big way. And I, I expect that to the, this, this secondary is beatable. Um, yeah, I just, I, I know the Panthers are a little bit, uh, you know, un- underrated, underappreciated. Um, but I, in this matchup, I, I just, I just can't see them holding in, but you know, I'm probably gonna stay off this one. I had to, I had to change your heart guys. Change your heart oh. life. You know, um Money line. <laughs> uh not quite but close. I'm gonna lock up the Panthers. Oh okay. it's a lock no. I, I had another team, a team that's been disappointing me. A team that ruins my Sundays more often than not. Oh, uh, shall not be named. Locked up, uh, with a certain coach that doesn't know what he's doing and uh the Cowboys are on by though. I know. <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't need the stress of a uh, of a Bears locked uh, for me to be worrying about. Plus, I you know I, I, the more I thought about it, I'm more confident in this Panthers team plus six anyway. So uh, I'm locking up the Panthers this week. That's it's just too many points. You just couldn't bear to lock up Chicago. I couldn't bear it. Nope. But uh, all right, well, the Panthers lock. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they've us both wrong. They've uh, they've been. Tra- <laughs> Yeah, they they have been uh, playing a lot better. Good game last week for them. But. Um, <laughs> all right, so next game up, guys, we've got the uh, Denver Broncos heading to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are four and a half point favorites at home, with the over under in this one set at fifty two. Uh, Robbie, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh well, you know. Broncos, uh, they showed a late push against the Falcons this past week. Uh, just not enough to get it done. Their offense was a little slow starting. But uh, this this is going to be a divisional matchup uh, against Las Vegas. And I could see this being a tight one. Um, both teams playing well enough football. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say either team is playing great football by any means. But they are both been playing, in my opinion, pretty solid football. Um, but... I, I I like the Broncos here to keep it close. I don't expect them to win this one here, but I, I could see this being maybe lower scoring than this line implies. Um, and I, I'm not going to take the under here, but because I both teams can put up points, but um, you know I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, I'm on the Raiders here. I think the Raiders are probably one of the <laughs> the most untalked about, like five and three teams in the league. Um, you know, they're they're and I mean, I'll even admit they're not playing that well, but they're they're still five and three, and I think this game means a lot more than it does the Broncos. Um, a lot of a lot of their week or production last week for Drew Locke, it seems like it comes on in fourth quarters where they're down fourteen or so, and he brings them back in the game, which is still good, but you know they're 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 often jumping out to you know big deficits and having to climb back in and you know like they can do that here um but with the line at four and a half um i'm gonna take the raiders i think 
uh, you know, at home here, it's a, it's a tough line. I pro- I'll probably stay off this game, but uh, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd bet the Raiders. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna lean Broncos here. I just think uh, interdivision game, you know, as we talked about, these tend to be a little bit closer. Uh, I know the Broncos kind of had a tough one on the road in Atlanta last week. Uh, where Atlanta kind of jumped on them early, but I still seen some positive things out of that Broncos offense. Um, you know, the Raiders right now, their offense is it's not a huge downfield passing game. It's kind of uh, three yards in a cloud of dust with. Jacobs and Booker right now, um, you know, and then they're they're running uh, Waller off play action, um, but you know it's it's kind of the extent of the offense for them. Um, you know, they're they're not going to win these crazy games where they're where they're putting up uh, you know thirty five forty points. So I I expect kind of a lower scoring game here. This over under at fifty two uh, surprised the heck out of me. Um, I love the under here in terms of, of 52 that's um I, I might ask one of you guys to check that if that's actually both offense has been playing pretty well for these teams yeah I, you know, I, I i did notice a lot of these lines it seems like the over under has been inflated a little bit because last week we had 11 overs and three unders ooh. so it kind of seems like it's you know rolling off what happened last week so i mean generally i've kind of looking at this week and been liking some unders here. Uh, one I didn't mention earlier was the uh, Bucks Panthers, um, which is also early weather reports uh, call for rain, which doesn't really mean a whole lot on t- Tuesday as we're recording right well, now. Bucks, but, Bucks look good in the rain um, on Sunday night. I feel like that one's going to be a little, a little under, but yeah, I, I, I mean that, that does seem a little high to me. seems like a high number. So, uh, yeah, I just think uh, I think it's a little bit of a lower scoring game here, and uh, you know I think the Raiders will win, but I expect them to win late, uh, and I think it'll be a field goal or less to be honest. So uh, I'll take the Broncos plus four and a half here, and yeah, I don't think it's out of the question that they can win the game. All right, next game up, guys. It is the L.A. Chargers heading to South Beach to take on the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are two and a half point favorites at home. They're kind of America's darling right now. Uh, everybody's uh, loving on Tua, but uh, the over under in this one is currently set at forty eight. Uh, Adam, why don't you start this one out for us? Uh, what do you think takes place in this one? Love the Dolphins here. Um, you know, tail of two teams. Dolphins are finding ways to win these really close games, playing good team football, and the Chargers, man, they. Man, I, I'm not going to bet them until they can prove to me that they can win a game because once they get, it's the same story for them. Look great, good offense, uh, you know, defense is you know, a little questionable, but always have a chance to win it at the end. And they're just blowing these games. Uh, you know, they didn't really blow a lead, but they blew a chance of winning that game last week. And, you know, up until until they prove me wrong, I'm, I'm going to keep on fading them and, you know, the couldn't couldn't ask for a better matchup to fade this team with the hot Dolphins team and uh, you know maybe the secondary makes uh, Herbert look like a rookie because <laughs> he he definitely is not looking like a rookie right now but yeah love the Dolphins here yeah I'm right there with you uh, kind of same reasons Dolphins are really hot right now um, also the Chargers are going to have to travel all the way over to the East Coast which is typically not good for those West Coast teams. And only two and a half points, I, that's not a lot in my opinion. I think the Dolphins could have no problem getting this done. Uh, this one is going to be my lock. It's a lock! No! You know, I, I kind of also like the under in this one. I think both teams are going to be, this is going to be a little uh, lower scoring, more, more defensive battle in this one. Uh, I'm just not seeing either offense completely going off here so uh, I, I like the under here um but yeah love the dolphins for sure all righty uh yeah i'm on the dolphins as well uh adam you were kind of the first one to uh point out to me that this uh dolphins defense is pretty solid uh especially their secondary got some playmakers yeah they're uh they're a good squad um like we said flores is coaching them up you know they're a strong uh a well-coached team and you know um like you said, the Chargers. I mean, they're in all these games, sure, but uh, you know they're they're not finding a way to close these games out. Um, 
you know, as you pointed out, Adam, they had another chance last week on a final drive, but they just couldn't, you know, couldn't make the play at the end. And that's just, uh, it's kind of the epitome of this, this Chargers team. And I, I think the story is continu- going to continue here. I, I think the Dolphins uh, win a close one. Uh, I think the Chargers probably have a chance late to win, but they just they don't make a play, and uh, the Dolphins are able to cover the two and a half. Um, you know, it should come down to the wire. It's a game that'll make you nervous, but uh, uh, ultimately, I think the Dolphins are able to cover here. All right, next game up, it is the Buffalo Bills heading out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals and the Big Toaster. Uh, the Cardinals are two-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under currently set at 56-and-a-half. Uh, guys, I'm on the Bills here. Uh, real, real uh, strong statement game uh, from this Bills team after, uh, yeah, when, when the Seahawks came to town. I mean, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was just really surprising. I mean, Seahawks defense did not have an answer for uh, what the Bills are doing on offense. Uh, you know, they the Bills just kind of... They, they really didn't run the ball uh, that much at all. They just really focused on the pass and uh, really attacked that injured uh, Seahawks secondary. I mean, Seahawks had Jamal Adams back. He was on the field, so uh, they got a piece of that back. But, uh, you know, the Bills were kind of able to tear them to pieces. They're going up against another weak uh, defense here, uh, albeit on the road this time. But uh, this Cardinals defense is uh, not the strongest unit in the league. And uh, I, I, I think... Um, I expect another close game here, but I think the Bills have a good chance of winning this one on the road. I think, uh, you know, I, I think the Cardinals are kind of where the Bills were last year, where they're the kind of this up-and-coming team, but they're still trying to kind of figure out a way to close out some of these games late. And I think the Bills have just a touch more experience under their belt, um, and I, I think I think it goes a long way in this one. I think they're able to win this one on the road. I like the Bills' money line. Yeah, I, I agree you made a great point about uh you know this cardinals team's looking like the bills team of last year um you know i i think they they also the bills have the coaching advantage too you, you mean cardinals last week um you know very questionable decision to kick that field goal um with an offense like that i think you gotta let them roll but um you know might have cost them might not have but um you know they still played very very well uh there against the dolphins i I just expect this to be a close game, and I, I I'd give the slight advantage to the Bills. Um, you know, we we talked about it last week. John Brown really ma- makes this offense uh, elevates them to a, a different level. Um, you know, this one should be it should be fun to watch, high scoring game. Uh, I just you know, Bills getting two points. Uh, you know, too too good a pass up here for me. I I I'm right there with you guys. Uh, Bills, I'm on Bills money line. Bills mafia. Right now, um, yeah, it again, John Brown to me that that just makes the difference from the offense that has been a little rough in the middle middle of the season or I don't know what what you call it late late early season I don't, I don't know that they're a little rough patch patch <laughs> offensively um, without John Brown uh, I I think it was just all to him because now they're looking like that offense that we saw the first couple weeks of the season and this this Bills team I think is just going to roll from last week and I know the Cardinals had tough loss at home this past week to the Dolphins another AFC East team and you would think there could be a chance of a bounce back for them um there's a chance that Kenyon Drake might play this week which it would be yeah Decent for them. I, I don't know if he's that big of a step up to Chase Edmonds. I mean, they're both kind of similar skill set, if you ask me. Um, maybe he's a little better, but I, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. But um, I think this Bills team is just going to come in with a full head of steam and just roll over them. I, I love the Bills money line. Do you guess? Do you guess see what uh, the Bills Travis White? What's their? Uh, sorry, Xavier Howard was doing against uh, New Hopkins last week. I was going to bring that up because yeah. he shut him down. Well, he did, but he also he set the record for most PI calls in a game. They, <laughs> they were they were just like tag, like they were they were like taking him out of the game, and it'd be interesting to see if Tre'Davious White for the Bills does the same thing. Yeah, because I mean it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another uh, I mean tough cornerback matchups back to back for Nuke in this one. Yeah, he's got to be frustrated yeah. after getting I think it was four or five, <laughs> all from the same dude. 
yeah yeah i um, i was i was actually thinking that uh as well adam uh you know definitely a matchup you know game within the game is uh Jadavious white and uh uh hopkins on the outside in that one because uh you know, if, if Hopkins is able to get going and he can get triple digit yards, uh, you know, this, this Cardinals team's tough to beat. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but, uh, we're all on Bill's money line here. So, uh, yeah, all feeling pretty confident about it. Uh, next game up guys, it is the Seattle Seahawks heading to LA to take on the Rams where the Rams are two point favorites at home. And the over under in this one is 55. Robbie, take us through this one. This should be a real close game um, as what Seahawks Rams games have been over the last couple years. Uh, these are just two competitive teams uh, always been top of the division. Um, Seahawks. I, I'm liking them here. I, I, I feel pretty good about them. I know they just got handed to them uh, from, against the bills um, out on the East coast, but I, I think this is going to be a bounce back game for them. I think this, this is a, Another another big game for the division. I, I know you guys don't like that narrative at week ten, apparently. So, uh, but <laughs> <'Cause> just, <laughs> is it, this is the, other, the this Eagles is the best Giants? division in the yeah. league. <laughs> this is the best division in the league, not the worst. Because the Eagles can lose that game, and they're still like right in the division hunt. <laughs> yeah, this game means both. both <laughs> this game means more to both of these teams than than the other two teams. <laughs> Eagles and Giants because like they're actually fighting for a playoff spot and then you know, those other two are going to tr- fall into one <laughs> <laughs> hey you, you know you, you're talking about the 2020 Super Bowl champs Eagles right here or <laughs> Giants you know th- this is a strong division yeah yikes yeah <sighs> anyways I don't even know what I was saying right but you're now. on the Seahawks uh, I'm on the Seahawks um I is there I, I I didn't check on this one. Is there a chance uh, Chris Carson comes back this week? You I guys so. know? I, I think there is, right? Yes, because I, I know is. they've been uh, last two weeks with DJ Dallas, who's been fine by all means. I think Carlos Hyde even has a shot to come back, but uh, huge that'd be huge for this week for the, the Seahawks and um man, you know it. I'm just starting to think. What what was it last year when uh, that Seahawks Rams game Monday night that came down oh, and just missed the field goal? Was it Zerline? Yeah, and and what what we had like uh, I, was it Rams plus one? It, it was something where we lost by like half a yeah. point. Yeah, that was bad. <sighs> okay, bad bad flashbacks. But I I still like the Seahawks. They've been too good this year. Um. And Jamal Adams being back, I think that's that's big for this defense. Uh, I think they're going to be able to outpace the Rams in this one. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to lean Seahawks here. I'm not as confident, and to be honest, this is probably a game I I'm not going to bet just because I I don't have a great feel for it. Um, I I do think Carson is a big X factor in this one. If they're able to get uh, their work workhorse back uh, back in the lineup for this one, you know it could tilt the game in the Seahawks' favor. Um, you know, the Rams are coming off a bye, which, which will help them in this one. I think the Seahawks are the slightly better team on favor, but you know, with the Rams coming off the bye, having that extra rest, Seahawks are kind of reeling right now. I think that minus two number is just, it's a really solid line. Um, I anticipate this to be a close game down to the wire. Um, ultimately I'm thinking, I'm thinking Seahawks, uh, you know, just just to get those extra two points, but you know, this this is like a fifty fifty game for me. I could see this going either way. Um, you know, if if Chris Carson winds up coming back, uh, you know, DJ Dallas, he he did what he could out there. Um, you know, with a name like that, he's probably always got a career in the adult film industry if if he ever needs it. But uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, I think Chris Carson. That's the turn probably... I thought you'd go with that. I thought you'd be like uh, something about a. Performing in nightclubs or something, you know, as as a DJ. DJ Dallas, like a DJ Dallas production. (laughs) 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 Um, But, uh, yeah, I I do think Carson's probably the X Factor in this one. But, uh, Adam, what do you think? Oh, man. Uh, No, I I think this is a good matchup for the Rams. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see. Last week, the Bills came out and they attacked through the air. They like, Like you mentioned, they did not run the ball. I think they only had three rushes in the first half. Um, 
you know, Rams are a team that likes to run the ball. Um, I it'll be interesting. I think I think they they adapt and sort of open up the air game, try to let um, Jerry Goff win them this game. And you know, this secondary is so bad. Uh, you, we we've been seeing it every week. It's a get right game for any offense going up against the Seahawks team. And you know, I, you know, I I think Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, the playmakers on that Rams defense, make it enough. You know they they'll have the special team advantage. Um, I just think that they're a little bit more well coached, well rounded team than the Seahawks, and you know, another, it's another tough road game for them. Um, but coming off the bye, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams here minus two. You know, second thought, I'm gonna take the confidence out of the Seahawks. You know, this is get it this out is of gonna here. be too close to me. So yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm off this game now. All right, so a couple a uh, couple shaky Seahawks picks, and Adam feeling a little bit better about the Rams. So we'll I see. bet against the Seahawks. I think every single week this year. Like <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's that I, I may just, be true. I like Russell Wilson. I, I like Pete Carroll. I, I don't know. I just not, I'm not a huge you believer. You just don't in this like team. Sierra. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like whenever we like, there's like a sixty percent chance when we talk about the Seahawks that Sierra gets brought up. <laughs> we we roll the tape back for those last two seasons. It's See, almost like a ninety percent chance whenever Russell Wilson's mentioned. You know? I'm sure we're going to talk it's about just... it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> My God, uh, yeah, we, we need to stop, <laughs> but we won't. All right, next game up, it's the 49ers taking on the Saints. Uh, Saints are nine and a half point favorites at home in this one with an over-under set at 50 and a half. Um, guys, I like the Saints in this one. I, You know, it's a big number, and the Saints' offense can be hit or miss. Um, what I really like in this game, I think, is uh, this over-under right now, 50 and a half. I love the under here. I think... Uh, you know, with the Niners missing a lot of key pieces on that offense and the Saints team not exactly looking to, to run up the score. Uh, and they're trying to looking to grind out, um, you know, work the ball on the ground and keep the clock moving. 50 and a half just seems like a, a tall order for this one for me. Um, so I like the Saints minus nine and a half, but uh, if I had to bet anything in this game, it'd be the 50 and a half under. I, I just fact-checked. uh the only time I bet on the Seahawks this year was the Cardinals game, which they lost. Yeah, they did lose. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will there. Uh, I mean, as far as this game goes, I, I mean, Saints couldn't have looked better last week. Um, it, it, it's This is going to be a tough game for me to bet just because the 49ers, I mean, you saw half that team on a COVID, it seemed like. Um, you know, I'm... I mean, it's still up for grabs on who's going to be playing on that offense this week. As of now, um, Saints, Dan, they look they look good with uh, not only Michael Thomas, but Emmanuel Sanders looked very good for them, uh, come, returning from his injury. Uh, they, they, I think, it was like early in the second quarter they 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 announced that that Drew Brees had thrown to eleven different players already. It, it was it was incredible what they were able to do. Uh, Start off that game against the Bucks. Um, I I just can't see. Man, it, it's a lot of points. Um, but you know, I I think you got to lay it here against a Forty ers team with as many questions as they got going right now. Yeah, watching watching that Saints game, I was just thinking back to what Evans was all about last year and saying that man, this the Saints team without Michael Thomas, it's just going to be a whole different team. Like wouldn't have confidence in them anymore and just thinking about it you know you you might be right about that one um because they, they do look a whole lot different because I, I mean even if they're not going with Michael Thomas every time you know he's a he's a distraction for sure and when you have Emmanuel Sanders out there too and all these different weapons going Taysom Hill's you best know, game ta- of the year last week for sure Taysom Hill has been hot lately uh, he, he's been on a roll so um I mean, this Saints team, I th- I think it's clicking right now, uh, and I'm gonna lean on that that on the side of the Saints at in the Superdome against this 49ers team. That's just, you know, they might get Tevin Coleman back. I don't think that makes a difference. Tevin Coleman didn't look good when he played. Uh, it, it's a beat up team. Jordan Reed, he's gonna be in there maybe for a quarter we'll see how long it takes for him to get banged up again 
uh, jokes aside, um, I, I think the Saints could take it to them. I, I'm not confident enough with this. This is this is a little too much for my blood, though. All right. Well, uh, we're all on the Saints here. Um, you know, it is a lot of points to lay, but uh, it's it's two teams going in opposite directions, at least after last week. So. Uh, one thing to note is, you know, the Niners do have those extra few days of rest having played last Thursday, so uh, keep that in mind. But um, anyway, you slice it, this Niners team is just banged up, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, been a struggle for them to uh, stay healthy and uh, keep a consistent team on the field. All right, next up, it is an AFC North matchup. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals head into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are 7.5-point favorites in this one. With an over/under set at forty-seven and a half, um, I'm leaning Bengals, guys. I it's a it's my backdoor cover pick of the week. I just think uh, you know I'm not necessarily concerned about the Steelers. Um, I I I'm not worried about what we saw last week against Dallas. Um, this is more a testament to how good Joe Burrow has looked. Um, Bengals are coming off the bye, so they've had an extra week to prepare. Seven and a half, kind of a big number. Um, you know, Ben might be a little banged up in the knee. Both. Yeah. I got I got three notifications within like an hour of like Ben hurt his knee. Ben hurt his other knee. Ben's on a COVID list. It's like Jesus. <laughs> so uh, bad Monday for Ben. Yeah, lot lot going on for Big Ben. Um, always, always. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, I don't know, just sneaking suspicion here in this one that uh, the Bengals are going to be able to to cover this seven and a half number. But uh, Adam, what do you think? See, I actually like the Steelers here. Um, you know, at seven and a half, I, I sort I sort of wish that was at a touchdown or under. Um, but even at, even at that, this, I see, I seen a stat where like the Steelers under Mike Tomlin, who's I I think one of the best coaches in the league. Um, have really struggled against like heavy, uh, like really bad road their teams on the road over the last like five or six years. They've they've really thrown up a couple duds, um, and so I'm not worried about what happened last week. Um, being at home, inner division, um, they're they're gonna out physical this Bengals team. I know Bengals team, um, they've been playing well. Uh, team on the rise. Uh, not this year though against the Steelers team. I, I think their their train keeps on moving. Um they'll they'll enter week eleven undefeated. Yeah. You know, I'll probably stay off this game, but if, if this gets to six and a half, I'll jump on it for sure with the Steelers. Yeah, this one's um yeah, I, I agree in the fa- with you in the fact that I'm not worried about the Steelers team. That that last game against the Cowboys was definitely a Fugazi, you know, they they just didn't, weren't ready, and it was almost like they were on cruise control up until the fourth quarter. And they're like, "Oh crap, we gotta, we gotta win this game, guys!" Um, and they're able to pull it off. Uh, but uh, and the whole Big Ben issue, injury issue slash now on the COVID list uh, because he's a close contact. Um, not too concerned. I'm expecting Big Ben to play, but even still, I, well, I'm. Gonna take this Bengals for a backdoor cover here. Um, mainly that extra half point, seven and a half. I, I I think it's gonna be that's close enough for Joe Burrow to do his thing and be able to keep the Bengals in it. Try to keep it relatively close. Um, but Steelers do play a lot better at home, so this one's a little worrisome. I could I could see the Steelers running away with this, but I I think I it's just one screams backdoor cover. I'm not gonna touch this one but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, so with that, we'll head to our Sunday night football matchup. It is the Baltimore Ravens heading up to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are seven-point dogs at home after their narrow escape uh, yesterday against the New York Jets. And uh, the over-under in this one is 43. So uh, not expecting a lot of scoring. But um, yeah, guys. Um, for me, I'm I'm thinking Ravens here. I think uh, the Patriots just uh, have a lot of weaknesses. I don't think anybody feels good about this team after uh, <laughs> what they saw last night uh, against the Jets. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know what was going on with that defense. I don't know how 
uh, Joe Flacco was able to pick them apart like he was. Uh, but yeah, th- you know, things are, things are not great in new England right now. This is not the Patriots team of old. Um, yeah, I, you know, if, if you showed me this line three or four weeks ago, I would have been all over the pants, but having, having watched them, I, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you could possibly take the side of the Patriots right now. I just, that team just has a lot of glaring weaknesses on it right now. And, uh, Ravens coming off a, you know, pretty solid win against a good playoff caliber team, uh, in, in the Colts. Uh, which was a nice response to that, uh, you know, tough contested loss they had against the Steelers a couple weeks ago. So um, I think there's a lot for the Ravens to feel good about, and um, I, I think I think they're able to win this one convincingly. I, I like the Ravens. Yeah, this is this is a matchup where if you saw this uh, in January, well, first of all, you'd be like, yeah, of course these teams should be on Sunday Night Football. And you'd probably be surprised at Patriots being plus seven at home, but man, that's I don't think that's the case anymore. Patriots have just not been looking good. I think I'm right there with you. Ravens are playing too good of football on both sides of the ball. They're way far superior on both sides of the ball uh, than the Patriots. You know, I mentioned earlier in the year that Patriots kind of seem like they're doing like a Ravens light thing, but yeah, they're. They're super light compared to this Ravens team. I think the Ravens have no problem covering seven. I, I love that one. Yeah, love the Ravens. Minus seven. It's going to be my lock of the week. It's a lock. No. Locked up the Ravens last week. Uh, that that worked out. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> rolling it back. Uh, you know, this Patriots team is not a Colts, the Colts defense. Um, this Patriots, I mean, I, I've said it. Throughout this podcast, going back to last year, this Ravens team really beats up on inferior talent or you know teams that are not on the same level as them. Um, they consistently cover the spreads in these big lines, and um, you know they're not afraid to run up the score on teams that were. You know, I think now, now this Patriots team. I don't know about you guys, but I, I sort of put them into that category where you know they're at least middle of the road, if not a little bit below. Uh, below as as far as the talent goes or just overall team team uh at this point and you know seven and you're gonna get a lot of people looking taking a double take at this line but i I, i'm jumping all over it ravens should be able to cover that seven on the road no no problem all righty we're all on the ravens in this one last up guys monday night football the beloved bears play host to the minnesota vikings Bears are three-point underdogs at home with an over-under set at 44.5 right now. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, this one's uh, kind of a su- surprise even to myself, on, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bears side. I'm going to take the Bears to win it too. Um, and I say it's a surprise to me because the Bears have been, in my opinion, kind of – trending down <laughs> they've just not been looking good on offense whatsoever and on the other hand vikings have actually been playing pretty well um the past couple weeks um but you know the bears have just always had the vikings numbers these, these last couple of years um I, I know it's uh the week 17 last year uh they shouldn't have beat the Vikings if the Vikings played the, to their full strength because they rusted a lot of guys for the playoffs. Um, but, you know, Bears at home. The opposite I, happened the year before, and the Bears still won that game where they were rusting starters, and that's Vikings true. needed it. But they still beat them. I mean, this this one, logically, it, it should I, I should be taking the Vikings side, but, you know, this, this one just feels like the Bears are going to come out victorious in there, and I, I'm gonna, I'll be all over the Bears on this one, um, especially just when you get uh, Monday Night Kirk Cousins. You know that's always uh, prime time recipe for disaster for him. So, uh, what do you guys think? I, I think that this is the it's a trap game of the week. Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> I mean, like, aside from being a Bears fan, you know, I, I think the general population is looking at this game 
wondering how the Vikings aren't favored by more. You know, just three last three weeks, you know, these trend these teams are trending in the exact opposite directions. Vikings starting to get figured out. Um, they've been a different offense since Delvin Cooks came back. Uh, their young defense is starting to sort of group together, find themselves playing a lot better. Um, where the Bears, you know, their defense is still looking elite. Um, but their offense is, you know, it's them and the Jets as far as where they're at right now. Um, and even the Jets look pretty good on Monday night, so they might be the worst offense in the league. But having said all that, um, you know, going back three years now, I don't think the Vikings have beaten the Bears. And even some of those years that they've been the more talented team, it still feels like for whatever reason the Bears got their number. Um, it, Kirk Cousins, we, we, we say it again, you do not make money betting on him in primetime games. Um, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And against this defense, you know, we've seen it every week. They're, they're, dropping, they're dropping picks. They're, they're just a little bit away from making a turnover that changes the game. This week they get it, um, maybe a couple. And I, I think the Bears won this game at home on Monday night. Yeah, like Fuller could have had one like that he – could have probably taken the house early on. This you weren't past happy week. about that. I was not happy about that. That's an instant he text need, for me. Like if he if he was able to catch the ball, he would be the best receiver in the league because it seems like every other week he's dropping a pick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes good reads on the ball. He's there. He's there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going Bears as well here, guys. Um, I think this is a case of America looking at this. Five and four Bears team, and they're sick of seeing it and hearing about them. Uh, they're always on prime time. They're always on prime time, and you know it's half of like half the time when you're watching the Bears, they they look like a one win team because that this offense is the offense of a one win team. Um, but the fact of the matter is, they've lost three games in a row, but they've lost those games to the Rams, the Saints, and the Titans. All very good teams. All teams that are likely going to the playoffs. Um, Bears played the Saints very close. Uh, had a re- you know really good chance to win that game. Um, you know Rams and Titans they were outplayed uh, really start to finish. Um, but you know the Vikings aren't that caliber of an opponent. Um, I know the Vikings are uh, coming off a couple wins here and and they're looking good. And Dalvin Cook really seems to be coming into his own. I think what really tipped the scales for the Bears at me uh, with me this week was the fact that they were able to handle Derrick Henry well last week. Um, the Bears didn't lose that game last week because their defense couldn't hold up. Um, really, the offense uh, couldn't uphold their end of the bargain, and uh, you know it caused problems for the Bears. Bears defense was just out there for you know two thirds of the game, and you know twenty four points accumulated. Uh, for the Titans, but you know, Bears defense still played solid. They uh, played the run well all game, and uh, you know, if the Bears can can keep Dalvin Cook in check and not let him run rampant on screens and off tackle runs, um, they're going to win this game. Uh, I truly believe that. Uh, as you've highlighted, guys, the Bears match up really well with this team. Have done so really for the last three or four years. Um, I, I think that continues. The fact that the Bears are plus three here is I just think there's a lot of people in America that uh, think the Bears are frauds, which they largely are. But um, <laughs> for them to be three-point dogs at home here, uh, I'm ready to be proved wrong, but I, I don't. I think this line is, is a little bit off. I, I like the Bears' money line here. I, I still think they should be a one- or two-point favorite in this game. Now i got a question for you. Um do you guys think that this might be a line you sit on if if you're taking the bear side because assume and hope that the public money gets poured in onto the Vikings? Bears, there are a lot of Bears fans out there. I I, I just think, man, I I, I just you can't see you on Monday. Go more in the Vikings. Fan? I don't know. You guys have been just like uh, maybe got me Could thinking be. about it, especially honestly. with it with it being on Monday. You probably wait an extra day. I don't, I not, think not a bad thought. You're gonna see sharp money coming on the Bears at this. At this, if I had to guess on anything, um, that that line, I don't know. At home, I think people look into how the Bears have matched up in past performances. Um, Monday night game two, as we've talked about, uh, primetime Kirk Cousins, not a great track record. There's just a lot of things that point Bears here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know people. Uh, maybe including myself, got burned by uh, 
Bears money line on a Monday night recently against the Rams. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, hey, Vikings are not the same tier as the Rams. Right. Right. 100% correct. So, I, I am going to be I'm kind of curious on where the money's going to be poured in on this We're going to have a, uh, a come-to-Jesus moment, though, uh, next week's pod if the Bears lose this game. Because <laughs> we're going to have to answer for that, and we're just... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a Bears eulogy if the Bears lose this game. That's. I'm just. I'm priming you guys for it. I just want you to be ready. I mean, we're gonna have to. Own I'm not it. gonna have a eulogy for a team that's five and five. I don't care how. They, they might add an eighth playoff uh, team that they're in the talks of possibly doing that for this season. Yes. Can they do that? Yeah, they can just do that. Roger. Roger Whoa. has full control. Yikes. There's a lot of bad teams more. in the NFC. It's like. Got to get another NFC East team in there. <laughs> America wants it. Um, all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for our Week 10 picks. So why don't we think here now about uh, what we're going to do for our consensus picks. But before we get to that, why don't let's just recap our lead pipe lock. So, Adam, you had Ravens minus 7. Robbie, you're on Dolphins minus 2.5. I've got the Panthers plus 6. Um Guys, games we all agree on. We all agree on the Bills. We all agree on the Dolphins. We all agree on the Packers. We all agree on the Saints. We all agree on the Ravens. And we all agree on the Bears. So, um, what do you think, guys? What what three do we feel the best about? I think we all agree on the Ravens, right? We're all in on yeah, that game. I'd like to in. have the Ravens yeah, included. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's a good one. Okay, so in my view, I think we're choosing two out of these three. The Dolphins... The Bills and the Bears. Don't want to mess with the Packers. Not especially. That's a uh, big yeah, number. I, that's too. That's fair. I think that's too big for me too. Big number. Um, and I don't want to touch the Saints. I don't that, want to touch the Saints. There's a lot of questions in that game. I yeah. yeah. I if if it were up to me, I'd probably say Ravens, Bears, Dolphins. I, I'm good with that. Dolphins are your lock, Robbie. Yep. You good with that? Yeah, I'm I'm good with this. Do we do the Bears money line? Yep, that was just my next question. Bears money uh, line. I'm down for I it. I am in. All right. Ravens minus seven. Bears money line. Dolphins minus two and a half. That's a fun one. Two, two, the the two last games of the All right. Well that'll do it for week ten coverage, guys. Um good luck to everybody this week. Uh we'll be back with you next week for week eleven and uh Hopefully we're uh, back in the black here, uh, you know, with our podcast bets. But uh, for Adam and Robbie, uh, have a good week, guys.